Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Yeah, we got a little snippet from J-Lo this morning, but yeah, I'm turning it up to an 11. Remember that smile tap? Let's get loud. Let's get loud. Turn the music up. Let's do it. Come on, people. Let's get loud. Oh, let's get loud. Turn the music up to hear the sound. Let's get loud. Loud. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna just throw it out there. I am low key upset that she even said, Let's Get Loud at the inauguration because that is one of those songs that two times out of the month gets stuck back into my head. Technically, this song is my nemesis, but today it is in a smiling way. Welcome to page seven. (laughs) Let's get loud. I just want, actually, what's so funny about that sentiment, Jackie, is I actually want to do the opposite. I want to get quiet when it comes oh, you want to, to be, let's politics get and things. Quiet. I know that I don't want to necessarily because I do think it's quiet. not necessarily. Hold it! No, no, no! You have to turn your volume down because <laughs> you can't hear the sound. Let's get quiet. <laughs> quiet. Yeah, let's you have to stop sing. Let's quit quiet. Screaming in the news about everything being terrible. You know what I mean? Let's get quiet. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and I don't. And that does. That's not to say I don't. I don't. No longer want to pay attention to politics. In fact, more so than ever, I'd like to pay attention to what's going on. I think that's what this past four years has taught me. No, I'm here. Yeah. I am 100% here. I am watching all of it in a way that I never have before. Welcome. Welcome to the fuck fest. (laughs) Be present. Be aware. Make change. We must, but we're not. I know we're just going to say this is just the beginning because I know we all just watched the inauguration. Yes. Once you step into the world of being like, ah, fuck, I gotta, I really should care about this. It is hard to stop. Um, and I hope that people don't stop because that is good. Even if somebody in office that is not an actual human demon, uh, you know, you still got to push him, push him to the left, all of that. So all of but that I is think, good. I think that at least we can continue to pay attention, but not have our like emo- daily emotions affected by, and this is like, of not to sound at all like, to use a dumb word, snowflake either. Like, honestly, I was like numb for as long as I could be numb. And even I finally was just like, I remember I was doing a stream the first time I got upset. I was like doing a stream and I was like, why do I feel like shit? And I was back when I was streaming like all day. And at one point I finally just was like, Man, I'm just, I can't get over this fucking kids in the cages shit, man. And like, that kind of is the beginning of it where I literally was like, oh, now 
I'm not only aware of the things that are happening, but they are actually entering my entire emotional sphere in a way that makes me mad because it's so unneeded and it's so it seems so hateful and shitty. So many of the things or just the tweets or the whatevers that you'd wake up to read. I just was so happy. You know, it started on on the day the election was called Lexi's birthday. We were woken up by the cheering of people for the first time in fucking years. And that continued to be the case. And today, again, it was a beautiful, sunny day. It was a peaceful uh, inauguration ceremony. I know people were a little worried about that. And it just felt like things were moving in a, in a better direction, for sure. And I finally feel like the, the entire country is aware of what it's like living with someone that has disassociative personality disorder or bipolar where every day you wake up and you don't know what the what the relationship is going to be yes i highly recommend it if you do if you've ever read the book walking on eggshells that is something that i'm i i've read many times throughout in different parts of my life of realizing the trauma that we have been put through for many many reasons and and way beyond just these four years of things that need to be worked on and things that our community needs to come together and really make change happen. And now the biggest roadblock of all is gone and it is time for us to work together to make more change. And I feel hopeful for the first time and I have in a while and we got to use it. And for the purposes use of the positivity too, it's just like, we get like fun, cool people back. Can we have at White fun House events celebrity and stuff? gossip back? Yeah, <laughs> please. And it opened with Lady Gaga and J Lo, but it's like, oh, finally, it's not going to just be this like McDonald's bullshit scenario always with uh, the White. Where as far as the White House is concerned, just like Black- the, the only guests are the people who hold guns at Black Lives Matter protesters. Yeah, <laughs> it's just and, like. Oh. Weird situation. I mean, what the most notable was probably Kanye and Kim, right? And I think Kim did some really cool stuff in that situation. But still, it was just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah, Remember, like, the whole Michelle Wolf thing at the, the, uh, like, that'll be a fun night again because people have a sense of humor again, hopefully. Who are attending the 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 whatchamacallit? What do they call that? Where the comedians make the, the White jokes? House correspondence dinner. Yeah, like even that will maybe be a fun and not just absolutely um aggressively hateful again from like like remember that how like comedians came in and yeah, maybe they like really pushed the line or whatever, but like just the the utter lack of sense of humor that has been felt by the people who have infiltrated the White House, just the frowny faces. <laughs> Melania, we're bringing the smiles back. Bring the we got to bring the back. smiles back. Bring the, the dog, the whole inauguration. Oh yes, I love his dog. Yeah, the inauguration where they did where they inaugurated the dogs. It's been a dogless White House. There's been so many funny symbolic gestures of how dumb and annoying it's been, and I'm just, I'm just thankful we can see, you know. I believe the children are the future. <laughs> Come on, children. I don't know the rest of the You'll have to say. I don't know the words. I <laughs> do not feel bad for, however, <laughs> Joe Exotic. No. And if there is one thing that we do know is that Trump didn't pardon him. I feel surprised and that Trump didn't pardon I him. I just thought for a surprised. fact that was going to happen. but I am surprised. And you got to look up. If you haven't seen it yet, the limousine 
that Joe Exotic's team had prepared for him outside of the prison because they were so sure that Trump was going to pardon Joe Exotic for murder. Did Trump for attem- say me, attempted murder? Did Trump say anything uh, along the lines of that, or he just no? He's just been campaigning it. for it. He's been campaigning for it so hard. Did you guys see Joe Exotic's incredible tweet from like an hour ago? How about is he it? tweeting from prison? Am I just am I a dumb person? How do they tweet from prison? I think that usually they have somebody who that they, they like that they can call and that will tweet oh, for them. Okay. Um. And and you know I'm a prison abolitionist. I think that pardons that you know almost everybody should be pardoned. Uh. But in this but this tweet is so so funny. He 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 tweeted. I was too innocent and too gay, in all caps, to deserve a pardon from Trump. I I only mattered to Don Jr. when he needed to make a comment about me to boost his social media post. Boy, were we all stupid to believe he actually stood for equal justice? Question mark. His corrupt friends all come first, and it's a picture of him with a tiger. So funny, yeah. Of course. Of course. It's a picture of him with a tiger. I... I don't feel bad for him. I don't nah. y- you I don't feel bad for him at all. <laughs> but the limo was so funny. It was so big. It would have been disturbing, I would say, to see him free again out in the wild because I just don't think he should be allowed to be around civilization. Like I don't think he will just become a hermit after that. I'm pretty sure he will continue to commit heinous, insane acts. He is a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. Prison abolition is a a conversation we don't have to have on page seven. (laughs) No, 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 no. Because we're here talking about Lady Gaga, and I, I immediately, when we opened up the convert the Skype call for the Molly and Holden. I just watched the Lady Gaga singing the national anthem, and I just have so many crazy feelings about this country and where we are, and yet still. Her performance of the national anthem when she sang and the flag was still there, I burst into tears. I'm like, God damn you, Gaga. Ooh, I, ooh, I'm so mad. I'm so <laughs> mad, but ooh, I'm crying right now just thinking about it. She did a great job. Okay? She did a great job. She did a great it job. It makes me cry. There are certain songs in your life. Do you have any songs in your life that every time you hear it, you cry. I don't. I don't even have like. I'm not obviously. I'm not like Ms. Patriotism. I don't know why I cry every time I hear the fucking song. Weird, really. I get the tingles I mean, when, when I watch the Whitney Houston. Well. Yeah, when I when watch the Whitney yes. Houston, when it's I get done tingles. Well. Now for me, it's the Jack Black one. Now that I know the, the existence one, of the Jack it, Black it, it, one. And I, I am also certain... not a fan of the Star Spangled Banner. I do not think it should be sung anymore. But I saw that fucking Jack Black one, and I was like, "Damn it, Jack Black, you made me love this song." And then <laughs> I, you know, I do love a Gaga, and I also liked J Lo. I thought that they did great. I thought that it was nice to have uh, regular celebrities, you know, <laughs> fine, regular, not weird, uh, you know, white supremacist celebrities. There'll be cool events again with stuff, and people will be like, yay, America, and now here's Beyonce, and everybody will be like, yay, and we won't be upset, and Obama's back in the mix, my mom, which is fun. My mom called me this morning. She called me at, um, I believe, 7.30 my time. She said she waited long enough because <laughs> she was crying, and she was talking about how much hope she feels, but then she was like, did you see him? Did you see him leave the White House? 
playing Michael fucking Jackson? And I was like, oh, mom. I was like, why are you so mad? She's like, Billie Jean is not my lover. Oh, is it because no one alive would let him play his music? And it's like, I just, mom. Well, he loves the I village don't know. people. No one wants their music associated with him. Yeah, you are right people. about that. Trump loves the village people. He plays so Macho funny. Man at all his rallies and he left to YMCA. And it's just like, that one is such a head scratcher because like, there is not a single <laughs> band more associated with queer people than the village people. And the man like the last like five things he did were just like the last five policy things Trump did. There was a list. I should find it. It's like all hateful things to queer and trans people. Like the man is just yeah, a, a bigot so to his core. He hates queer people more. I mean, it's hard to name which population he hates the most. It's it might not be them, but like he just has, just Blacks. relentlessly. I'm going with black people. Yeah, yeah. He's just <laughs> relentlessly homophobic, relentlessly transphobic, and yet he fucking loves the village people. He plays them everywhere he goes. What is going on? There was Did somebody. Tell there was him? a tweet. John Van Ness, the uh, from Queer Eye, took a video of. Uh, he, he was so incensed. He had a video of his own television his own house. He's just like, "You're playing this shit. Get the fuck out of here, motherfucker!" Like, there's no way to hear him like just just curse like a sailor. <laughs> and it's not a one-time thing. It's a regular every rally that he was doing, it's like so for, uh, leading up to the election. You know, he was play Macho so, Man. It's because he's a cheese ball. And what's more cheese yeah. ball than YMCA and Macho Man? He is such yeah. a corny goof. I, I, that's one of my favorite, favorite things is like gone is like I just don't want to be anywhere near this corny, lame, goofball energy that is just so that everybody thinks is like this one weirdly enough this group of people in this country think is cool and I'll never understand it because like every time I see him I see a corny goofball that has no idea what the fuck that's like just makes I'm embarrassed it's like everything should be on Reddit uh, R cringe subreddit that he, I see him <laughs> yes. like you know when he's dancing at the rat like it all looks yeah. terrible he all his, of it his clothes look terrible he's a fucking millionaire his clothes look horrible ill fitted as hell it's all of it every little bit of it just like his unhappy yeah. wife the whole thing I just don't understand it's like but anyways I'm just glad we maybe get a little a little grace a little classiness you know what I mean back in back in the mix oh they're coats. Straight yeah. up, Dr. Jill Biden and Kamala Harris's coats were so. I, yeah. That was all I could think of. I was just like, God damn, look at those coats just they looking got good. on. Looking Such nice. Such like beautiful colors. So well fit. And and it, one could see that as a superficial thing, but you know what, man? Like, that's our representation right there. That is it. That's what people see. That's what people use as a metric to um, decide on who we are as a country. And I just. Fucking get a tailored suit, bro, and 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 the worst, the McDonald's at the 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 dinner for those athletes. Like, yeah, that the picture, the, the picture of him with that like kind of kind of demon grin I and the keep pile of thinking McDonald's. about that picture, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's so, not a horror movie. It so perfectly ca- encapsulates just how ridiculously embarrassing these past four years have been. But whatever, we're talking politics so much. Yes, speaking of ridiculously embarrassing, I don't care at all about Ben Affleck's breakup. I'm going to throw <laughs> that out there. He was currently he was dating Anna de Armas for, for a about year. a year. They were li- they were living together. I don't care. However, 
the there is a picture <laughs> that it must have been a joke, but it doesn't matter regardless. I get oh, it was a prank. It was a prank that that his ex wife Jennifer Garner played on him was his girl a cutout of his girlfriend like laying on the ground like with her legs up like tee. And so through the breakup, you just see these sanitation workers out in front of Ben Affleck's house with like th- trying to shove the cutout of his ex-girlfriend into a trash can. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. Like, can you imagine? I straight up was like, I started Googling how much does it cost to get a cutout of you done? Because uh, number one, why don't I have one in my house? Um, can you imagine getting rid of it though after you so get funny. dumped? That's why, like, never make a gesture like that, even as a joke, just for the possibility that you're going to... That, and you never get a tattoo. Yeah. I have told myself, like, you try... As long as it's not, like, it's, like, the name of someone, unless you can change it into something else, and or, like, a picture, or, like, that kind of thing, you could definitely spin into something else. But the tattoo of someone's name is something I've stopped myself multiple times from doing. Even (laughs) if... You change it. Aren't you still always going to to associate the changed tattoo? With I will the person? say though, I have be I have a Beatles tattoo that I necessarily don't enjoy anymore. But when I look at it, I laugh because I think of the time period when I was like, "Oh my god, I'm doing mushrooms every day," and like, "Oh my god, have you?" listen to Here Comes the Sun, but, like, have you listened to it? Because, like, it gets it, like, Abbey Road, like, gets into my soul. And so when I look at it, I laugh thinking about the time period of my life when I thought that that was, like, earth-shattering, you know? That's the best thing about tattoos to me is, like, when people are like, oh, do you really want to be reminded of what you thought was cool when you're 19? And I'm like, yeah, I don't don't think that it's... Yeah, I think it's fine to embrace the fact that I was once young and saw the world differently and it's hard to remember how we saw the world when we were young and a tattoo is a commitment to that that said i don't think you should get a significant other tattooed on you and i think that if you have a cardboard cut out of yourself in a home that you share with a significant other and then you break up you got to take that shit with you so you have they don't have to get rid of it you know you gotta take it with you but also guys it's 80 dollars to make a cardboard cutout of yourself. You're the gift giver, Jackie. You're the one who's so good at gifts. You got to yeah. gift oh, this to yourself. No. Is this the year of cutouts? And then Does you everyone get cutouts of me? I'll take one. <laughs> and that'd be amazing. These get each other cardboard cutouts. Or is also, it like a birthday cake where it would be sad if you got one for yourself? So one of us has to get it for you, and then you'll yeah. get, it get it for, it for us. you. Yeah. Yes, I think that that's. Or you give it to someone else and be like, you like, I'll give one to Jeff and be like, man. Must be so nice to have a cardboard <laughs> cut out of yourself. And every time I look at it, I cry. And I go, oh, oh, to have a cardboard cut out of myself. Here's the real move. You give, like, the we give each other cardboard cutouts of our exes. Oh. <laughs> no. No. And then you have no. to actually it out to the dumpster and, and I'll like hire have a to walk crew it out. paparazzi I'll hire a crew of paparazzi to film you embarrassingly walking outside with this cardboard cutout and, and cartoonishly shoving it into a giant trash can although I can I say why are we not doing that? You know, it's like when you go to like a divorce party, but like <laughs> yeah. to the opposite of that. I think it's like, oh, you really hate the person that you're breaking up with currently. Let's get a cutout. 
and then set, we'll it, set on it on fire. Okay, so now, this, now we've come full circle to don't get a cardboard cutout, but that you have to get a cardboard cutout of yourself when you live with somebody and a significant other so that if you break up, you can then have the catharsis of uh, disposing of the cardboard cutout. It would also be nice to give them a fire pit as well. Yeah. Yes, so you can safely do it. And I will say you can add a speech bubble for $30. <laughs> it just says, you go fuck yourself. Yeah, it says, I t- I'm oh, taking no. half. It just this says, I'm taking half. This is the worst thing I've ever learned in my life. <laughs> this is going to be my thing. It's like, oh, you mean it's Gothy Parton 2021? Yes. Plus an addendum, PPS, also the year of cutouts. Yes. Cardboard cutout 2021. Cut out 2021. <laughs> and uh, also going to throw it out there. We are coming up. It is, um, it is what, two months away, three months away until uh, 2021 April reels. So I just want to remind <sighs> everybody, start <sighs> considering your reels that you plan to give to your friends. Go ahead and start making them commit to an evening of April reels. Of course, it must be consensual. But, you know, I think you could goad them into it or... Maybe even blackmail them into it to a certain degree. That's not again. The, it is the day before four twenty. Yes, it is. It is four nineteen. Is it April Reels Day? So that you can technically smoke it away the next day. So there wow. you go. April Reels is going to be big this year. I've never participated with you guys, but I think I might be ready this year. All right, are you ready? Damn. I think I don't know if I'm ready. You guys Molly, are you're quite so good, real. Though. I'm going to have a hard time coming up with like, um, you know, a big complaint. Oh, you know I got, I, mean? I got, I got things to complain about. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not I have things. I mean, I have things about which to be complained. You know. Right, right. Oh, I guess, okay, oh. we'll figure it no, out. No, I have okay. nothing for you guys. I'll just be like, thanks for hanging out with me. You care too much about your children. Um, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, do it to your children. That won't create a complex at all. Going back to the uh, Affleck Anna to Armis thing, this has got to be an interesting celebrity situation where you film. They met on the set of a movie they were starring in that is described as an erotic thriller. They got together. The film is supposed to release August of this year. Could you imagine going through a full relationship with somebody? You met them on a steamy, sexy movie set that you're both being steamy on. And then you break up before the steamy, sexy movie comes out, and then and then you're promoting it together. It's it's everyone seeing it in the theaters. I imagine they'll be kept separate. I I'm sure, but still, will. you still have to talk about the movie and stuff, which is rehashing the when you met this girl that you're probably probably still going to be all busted up about. Look Sometimes at her; she's gorgeous. I yes. worry a little bit. This is a confession. I worry a little bit about how much we collectively as a society make fun of Ben Affleck, even though I really <laughs> enjoy it. I sometimes worry that he's, cause every picture of him online is just him looking like a sad sack of shit, you know? And I think that yeah. he kind of, he deserves it, right? Because he like cheated on his wife with the nanny and he's just like, seems like a kind of a douche, like a big, big old douche. But because he's famous, he gets, he's not just a regular douche who everybody hates on the low. He's like a douche who everybody hates for fun together. And I worry that he might, feel very sad about it and sometimes I do think about his feelings and I I wonder should we all be laughing and making fun of him Molly, every day it's very weird that you bring this up I was just um, squawking about this uh, recently on a Twitch stream because it was New Year's Day and he had he uh, 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 four large iced coffees were delivered to Ben Affleck's house. The coffees always, and then with the donuts, <laughs> and so it, I believe that it was New Year's Day, and there was a 
a paparazzi that was out front of his house, obviously waiting for him. And that sucks. And he took a picture, and as he's picking up all the iced coffees, he obviously noticed the paparazzi, lost how he was holding it, and he dropped all of the iced coffees everywhere. And I... Again, I think that it is, I think it's silly. I I do think that he is a bit of a sad sack of Hollywood. But that sucks. Don't do, don't stand out. Why is it legal for paparazzi to just like park out front of a celebrity's house? I don't think that should be legal. I think that's very weird. And I just watching that, I was like, man, don't sell those pictures that sucks and of course yeah. I bet he got a lot of money for it and I bet he called out his name so that he would pro- possibly drop the iced coffees that just sucks especially if you haven't had any coffee yet I'm a bit of a Kathy ack, ack, ack. <laughs> you don't talk to me before my coffee I'm a, I'm a queen's girl you don't talk to me before the coffee and um, that would, I think I would have burst into tears. <laughs> I have. I've definitely, have you ever just dropped your iced coffee or or a coffee yeah. after you're leaving a coffee shop and you're just like. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's what you needed. You needed it so bad. Like I've been that hungover before. Where I I'm don't like, scream, if I did cry. It, I just don't? maybe Maybe I just turn around and go buy another coffee. I mean, who knows what the situation is though. Sometimes. When I worked at a coffee shop, Anytime that would happen, and if someone just tried to walk away, I'd, like, stop what I was doing, run back outside, like, wait, 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 come back, come back, let me give you another coffee. You can't start a day like this. I was that insane person as a barista that I couldn't let them have the day without the coffee. I I think I was always a Kathy when it came to coffee, but especially now that I have children, I I find myself... Having these thoughts like, ooh, I can't wait till my first cup of coffee. And then during the coffee, I'm like, ooh, enjoy the coffee. And then after, I'm like, ooh, should I have another? I don't another know if I should. It's like coffee. it consumes my thoughts in a way that makes me, I've never felt more like a Kathy, like a just a middle-aged Kathy than, I, than my current kind of obsessive relationship with coffee. I, I feel like every day I wake up, that's the first thing I do before I brush my teeth or anything is get the coffee going. And then I literally just drink coffee until I realize I'm starving at about the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, why do I why do I want to, like, slam my head through a plate glass window? And oh, I'm also I'm I, and also maybe collapse in the fetal. Yeah, maybe it's because I need to eat and all I've been doing is drinking coffee. Since I- Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. I also had, can I just confess, I don't know if this is a Kathy or just like, you know when you have those moments when you realize, wow, 
I have gotten significantly older. I'm not going to say that I'm old because I know I'm not old. So but old. I uh, significantly older is that we were watching 90 Day Fiance and there was a oh, commercial for AAA. And I was like, oh, this <laughs> fucking commercial. What a horrible commercial. And then we started talking about AAA. And then I looked up AAA and I was like, did you know that AAA <laughs> is $58 for the year? And Jeff is like, no, I didn't. And I was like, we're <laughs> signing up for AAA. We had to pause the 90 Day Fiance. We signed up for AAA. And then I was like, I just feel so good knowing that we're AAA I mean, members now. And then I, oh, I was like, someone give me a bottle of tequila or something. I need to smash something. What am I talking about? We talked about AAA for like 40 minutes. I will say, it's. A, I, I don't know what it is now, but back when I've needed it in the past, it showed up immediately. It shows oh my God. Up. Now we're They're talking so about it on the podcast for 40 minutes. That's just how you, we got up. I have to confess these Some things. Some people are relieved we're no longer talking about politics. So I mean, there's that. We got to talk about AAA. Oh, we're talking about AAA. And the convenience. Politics controversial. Triple A ain't nothing controversial about Triple A. Oh my god! Helps everybody. (laughs) You can get secret savings. Every time I've had to interact with a Triple A person, they've been incredibly nice. They were incredibly efficient. The best. They sucked my dick. They they took me out to dinner. It was like unbelievable. So for fifty dollars a year, that's a steal. And then we went over to Henry and Natalie's house because we have our Saturday meals outside of Henry's house in his backyard. And I went over there and I told them about AAA. And Henry goes, "You weren't a AAA member." And then they we got like almost chastised. But then I threw it back in his face that I'm a Costco member and he's not a Costco member. So Mm. therefore, I am more of an adult and more put together than he is even though he mm. just bought a house i win <laughs> and that's what i came here to say i win my brother loses and inconvenience loses as well what an inconvenient truth oh, for your brother very different from other inconvenient truths that exist out there that are more <laughs> there, are, there are many but this is a big one this is a big one a big you want to talk about one more inconvenient truth It is that Goop's pussy candle is the answer to all of our questions. Because that is a a hazardous truth. I smell a pussy candle, but I also smell maybe some bullshit. Because A, that sounds crazy for a candle to explode. I don't know. I just, I think, I want to believe this happened, but part of me thinks there's something else at play here that made this candle explode or that made this explosion happen. So over in the UK, yes, we are talking about this smells like my vagina candle that Goop had put out that was $75 that sold out very, very quickly. And someone in the UK was using their pussy candle and they went on to say the candle exploded and emitted huge flames with bits flying everywhere. I've never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in the room. It could have burned the place down. It was scary at the time. But funny looking back that Gwyneth's vagina candle exploded in my living room. <laughs> I think you've been reading too much Twilight for Patreon. <laughs> this is a very dramatic retelling of the, uh, it's like a Vincent Price retelling. I was trying to give it some zhuzh, you know? You gotta spice it up. 
And the candles said, I doth protest. But the lady said, ooh, you're exploding. Ooh, and then did he burn for you? Oh my God, the candle burned for her. Get it? Bridgerton. Speaking of which, I did watch only one, but I did watch an episode of Bridgerton. You have not watched enough. The problem is a bit of a, speaking of a candle, it's a bit of a slow burn, I'd say. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, obviously, you, you saw some intercourse in episode one, I know. The brother's ass. You saw his ass. I did. And his buttocks ass. were firm, were they not? And his sideburns are great. Mm. Yes. His sideburns are great. And very those buttocks were so firm, I was like, I could... Skip a penny off that thing and fly, <laughs> float to the moon. And I love seeing a good thrust butt. When you see a great butt mid thrust of and oh man, when you just see when you see the dents in the butt, because I'm yep. not I don't like He's a, got dimples. He's, he's got, got dimples the in the butt. I love I just like you know, I never need I don't really necessarily enjoy I like a like a like a actually I like all butts. I'm not I'm not buttist at all. But there's something about a mid thrust butt that I'm just very into, regardless of what it looks like, really. My butt looks like Kirby. Oh. It's floppy fat. Isn't it good though? No. See, the kind of thing, though, is I think you're not, you haven't been like, you know what you need to do, Holden? Highly recommend it. Sit, lay lay on your stomach, take off your underpants, and and just slap your butt and feel it jiggle, but in a positive way. Take the jiggle as a positive. I like to do it. I like to slap it and be like, oh, well, you know, isn't that kind of fun? Because if you're not, if your butt is not as tight as it used to be, it jiggles in all the fun ways that it doesn't when it's really tight. And that's also enjoying. I enjoying it. Instead, I just find a puddle and I sit in it and I cry. Well, that's that's <laughs> a different. I mean, that's also kind of fun. Is the puddle in the front of your butt or in the back of your butt? What? You're talking I about a puddle on it. the ground? Oh, a puddle yeah, on I the ground. Yeah, a puddle on the ground. And then you got a wet butt. On the butt. street. Yeah, I sit in it and I just cry. Oh my God, Holden, did you see the Mimi of Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance all covered in his no. own sweat? And it said, this is no. what I look like after doing the dishes. And I kept getting tagged in it because everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, but then Holden gets hard. All and I think right. it's kind of fun how many people think of you getting hard when they, I think about it weirdly often while yeah. I do the dishes. I'm like, man, I did he's not say necessarily that I get the fully Dickens. erect. <laughs> I even, did not as did even I say, getting a little erect is exceptional. Yeah, like a half. It's an al dente. Yeah, you're al dente. Yeah, I'm not humping my the 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 kitchen counter or anything, but I get a slight arousal. But that in and of itself is extremely different than I think many people's experiences, <laughs> and so it really resonates. And dishes are something you have to do. Ideally, every day. Every and day. so you have a lot of opportunities to think about you and your half hard when you're doing dishes 365 days a year. A boy's work is never through, y'all. He's got to <laughs> do them dishes every single day. <laughs> for them. I also, uh, real quick, I forgot to talk about Lady Gaga's outfit while she was mm. singing. Uh, the Star Spangled Banner this morning. Um, that was uh, people. The internet is comparing it to a little reminiscent of Hunger Games because she had what seemed like I don't know if it actually is like an actual representation of the mockingbird, the golden mockingbird on her outfit. She looked amazing. I just wanted to yeah. speak to it because I or the mocking jay. I apologize, the mocking jay 
pin, but it was so big and fun. Um, I was just staring at Lady Gaga while we had the conversation. She's so, so classy, and she's up. got up. She didn't add any bullshit in. Her. She's got up. She did her job, her and so it was so classy and elegant. And I'm just again reiterating that I'm just so ready for more of that energy, man. <laughs> like, so ready. I'm back. Speaking of that tactful. energy, I forgot yeah. we uh, we definitely. Gave a little teaser of it last year, last week, that we, feels like last year, right guys? Oh, <laughs> like a year, they say. Is that Holden and sent us this article about the mashup oh. that we never needed. Yes, which is, yes, let's talk about this. We have to talk about Croc Heelys, everybody. And the fact that they're $250. That's the biggest shock to me, but I need to get in here first because I I think you guys are about to take a big shit on this, and I've always (laughs) wanted a pair of Heelys. Always. Molly, did I tell you I bought Natalie Heelys for Christmas? They make Heelys in adult sizes now. They do? Yeah. Oh, they do. I I bought bought Beavis and Butthead Heelys for Natalie for Christmas. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never, oh, my God, I've never seen Molly's face brighten so quickly before (laughs) in my entire life. Yeah. Oh, my God, Molly, they even have the kind of Heelys like you wore at your wedding that light up on the the bottom. Yes. (gasps) What? Yes. Light up Heelys with Beavis and Butthead. And I'm not like a, I wouldn't say that I'm like a number one. Like, if you asked, if you chose like one thing I'm a fan of, it wouldn't be Beavis and Butthead. That's not like my signature fandom. Oh, there's other I do love Beavis and Butthead. I would be thrilled to have them on a pair of Heelys. Oh, there's all different kinds that are available for adults. What? But now you can pay $250 for Croc Heelys. I feel like you would fall out of them. The Croc, yeah, because they're not secured. It's not secure. It's not enough of a strap. I feel like I move around too much. I don't. I. I've never, honestly, I've never had traditional Crocs. I have had Croc rain boots before, though. But I don't really. You know what? <laughs> Controversial opinion. I don't really like the bumps inside of them. They kind of hurt my feet. Mm. Heelys, talk about fucking AAA. Heelys are only fifty five dollars. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh my god! I had no. I, I'm literally going to order a pair when we stop recording. Yeah, I might get these uh, MTV ones. Also, for seventy bucks, you can get fucking light ups. Yeah, bro. Scroll down to the bottom there, Molly. I'm kind of eyeing those. Yeah, I got it because the Beavis and Butthead ones are sold out, but the light up ones are not sold out. And that's yeah, seventy is is considerably, you know, still good for a pair of shoes. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, she's so happy. I'm so happy I brought this. I can't believe I didn't talk to you about my Heelys purchases for Christmas. Just picture me, you know, late at night, just just sliding down the streets of Brooklyn with my shoes aglow. Well, you remember, it's like the same as being a nanny. I, well, I guess the, the, I don't know if the, the kids are old enough. How many times I would just be like zooming on the little, um, what were those little scooters called? With oh, the, the Razor scooters. Razor, razor scooters, Yeah. And now they got those for grown-ups, too. I ride one. Hell yeah. Of course you do. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you. I absolutely love you. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about Croc Heelys because it's just, um, I feel like it is uh, a, definitely a mashup we didn't ask for and a mashup we don't need, but I really like to watch them be used by someone. And also, they only have them in white right now. You're gonna this kind of adventure shoe you want in white. <laughs> adventure shoe. This is an adventure shoe. <laughs> I mean Crocs, you know, I've always had an issue with them, and especially Croc families. They make me so mad. I don't know why. 
entire families were all wearing this, especially when they're all wearing the same colored Crocs. I just become enraged at the You airport. wait till we become a cutout family when we all have cutouts over. It's, oh my God, it's going to be just like in What About Bob? Remember when he had the little hand puppets? Like, where are you, Anna? Ooh. Remember Richard Dreyfus? Am I the only one that thinks about What About Bob 20 times a week? I don't know. But um, he's got the little hand puppets so that they can talk out their feelings. Jackie, can you get me a T-Swift one? No, I want to get you one of me. You no, only get I me. Want First round of cutouts is only of me. Second round, yeah. possibly. And then ex ex girlfriends slash boyfriends. Third round. Yeah, that'll be third round. Third round are all the exes that we would rather forget, and then we'll get into. They also have pet cutouts too, so we can get those done as well. Guys, if they don't have the light up heelys. In my size, should I get a pair of non-light-up Heelys or should I wait? I think you should wait know. because unless you really want or unless you would rather just have regular Heelys to start off with. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at $55, I'm going to be a king. I'm just going to have like several pairs of it's Heelys. Quite, you know? It's quite a learning curve. <laughs> I will throw that out there. So you've done it? I tried, yes. <laughs> I really should... Um, record myself because again I don't know how to roller skate I don't know how to roller blade I don't know how to do any of that and I was just like ah, ah. like I was screaming like I was being attacked I, I open just a mouth agape like ah, ah. <laughs> no it wasn't moving I wasn't going I'm anywhere so afraid I, I I feel what will I risk injuring myself yes you will God damn it. should I wear a helmet so I look I like just a person wearing a like helmet walking down the street. Maybe. I think it would be really funny if you just had a helmet. <laughs> I don't think you need a helmet per se, but maybe like knee pads and elbow pads. Okay. <laughs> it's just the falling down sucks. Uh, I am so excited. I really have never been so excited because now it's too cold for the scooter, you know, because I don't have gloves. I just don't feel like dealing with it. But when I'm taking the, you know, 15 minute walk I take each day to go uh, to the place that I can work away from my children, which is my parents' house, I can just I can just roll. You can roll, baby, roll. And we will be rolling right into, we have to talk about it because Holden was very angry about this story. Uh, I just, so, can I <laughs> short, preface long this story whole short, story? Long story short. Yeah. There is an I Love Lucy drama coming out that Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman have been cast in. Number one, yes, please. Number two, do I want to watch the tape? You bet you're fucking sweet. Thrust and butt, I do. <laughs> and the internet went aflame because the internet decided that Deborah Messing should be playing Lucille Ball instead of Nicole Kidman. And... Deborah Messing is adding to the flame by being just a whiny baby about it and also really supporting the Internet's thoughts about how she should definitely be playing it. I will say Lucille Ball's daughter came out defending Nicole Kidman playing her mother to remind everyone, and I think that this is an important thing to remember, Comedians are not usually, I will say I'm, I'm giving a stereotype, but also including myself in this stereotype, much more serious in their day-to-day -day mm. life than they are when they are at work. 
and it is a it's a struggle. It's part of like a performance angle. And this movie is called Being the Ricardos. It is about their life not at work. And it's about their marriage. It's about, it's going, I think it's going to be fairly intense. And that's what her daughter essentially came out saying. It follows them a week in their life as they put on an episode of I Love Lucy. But the, but as as the daughter of, of Lucille Ball um, came out recently and said, like, there's going to be very little of the comedy show in this, that's literally in the background, and this is serious. But on more than that, I just want to say this now and forever. I am so sick of these Twitter armchair casting directors. So it is making me insane. I think sometimes there are arguments for inclusivity. Hell, I even kind of screamed about this. We talked about Soul on a Patreon episode of Talking TV, and I still think there's an argument you could make about the Soul thing even, and even that I was a little frustrated with. Just a little with. sidebar, the internet was upset. But that the character that was played by Tina Fey should not have been played by Tina Fey. It should have been played by a of color. But not just it should be played by a person of color. It should be played Tiffany by Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. It should be played by Regina this, that, King. and the other actor that be. I have decided should definitely be in the part than the person that the studio and the director cast. And I get arguments about inclusivity. That's one thing. But when you start going, it needs. It shouldn't be her. It should be this other specific person, even though you, the movie's already out. And and it's been cast. And in this case, there's you don't even have a leg to stand on in terms of trying to be inclusive and stuff. You literally just like, she looks just like her. And she's a funny lady. She should be in the part. Duh. And I just think it's so stupid. And so and and by the way, um, Miss, uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, Miss Deborah Messing, for you to go and be like, yeah, I should be in it, and retweet all these morons, and even tell Amazon, I'm available, by the way, to do this movie if you'd like me to do this movie, yeah. and, and and perpetuate this attack on Nicole Kidman, who like whatever, I'm I, you know, I'm sure Nicole Kidman's fine and everything, but I know as a, myself, if I were to go on Twitter and see this, I would be pissed and s upset to see this happen to me. So I'm sure she doesn't love it. You know what I mean? And and also, though, I think, I'm going to say this right now, Nicole Kidman will do a way better job acting across from Javier Bardem in a, in a serious film about the life of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz than Deborah Messing ever could. The TV comedy actress Deborah Messing, you think she's going to do better than the Oscar nominate has she won an oscar yeah like it's absurd to even say it out loud <laughs> it's like are you just because she has red hair you dolts like how stupid can you be but yeah i think that the idea the idea that deborah messing can hold like if you're skeptical about nicole kidman which i slightly am that's one thing i do think the idea that deborah messing could even comedically be yeah. in the same football field as Lucille Ball, it, I, I, the idea that she could hold a candle to the comedic talent. And and again, I'm not sure that Nicole Kidman can, but we do know that Nicole Kidman is a very, 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 very talented actor, especially when it comes to dramatic things. Like if, if you're talking about, oh, you need a comedian, Deborah Messing is not the first comedian uh, I would go to no, for no, like the talent Molly, of a generation. She looks like her. But she looks like her, Molly. And she dressed up like her once on an episode of Will and Grace, guys. She and you know who also did, yeah. guys? Paula Dean. And why isn't Paula Dean the racist in this conversation? <laughs> she loves butter. And one time she dressed up like Lucille yeah, we, Ball for Halloween. And her husband definitely wore a tanner 
to play Desi Arnaz. Oh, or I believe it was, I was her say, son. I'll bet that Paula Deen's love of Lucille Ball is just somehow absolutely extremely <laughs> offensive. Not even somehow. You can know exactly how offensive it is. I just don't even, I won't even give her that. Won't give her that. It is so moronic. And for and shame on you, Deborah Messing, for perpetuating this and retweeting these idiots. And, and I now know, because I already had a feeling, because I already knew I probably liked her co-star, who clearly they had issues together, far more than her. What's her name? Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally, and she and her husband uh, Offerman, Nick has Offerman. a name as well. Nick, Nick Offerman. <laughs> I feel like I'm he talking to my mother right well. now. I love the guessing game of like, oh, okay, all right, all right. She's like, happy yeah, it's like dry night is he, um, <laughs> he smiled He, he likes one the time. masculine things. <laughs> he's the man. He's in the movies. Um, I already kind of had a feeling like I'm probably on their side if I really knew the true details of their issues that they had with Deborah Messing. But now to see her pettiness in this story, I know I don't like yes. this person. That is ridiculous. And, and all everybody out there, stop armchair casting, directing everything. It is so absurd. You know, in your head, think it. In your heart, feel it, but but don't harass a production company, and and especially put yourself in the shoes of the actor that you're absolutely dunking on when you when you say these nasty things for no reason, like completely unprompted. There's one thing if Nicole Kidman had said some ignorant ass shit about uh, Lucille Ball or something, and you came after that, like I could kind of see that, even though I don't think anybody should really come after anybody. That like, especially for stuff like this, but 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 to just be like, no, it should be. I know who it should be. I I should be casting director. Then go be a casting director and can stop. Go be a casting director <laughs> or make your own movie. I, I think that I think that the 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 skepticism I want to voice is that is Nicole Kidman capable of being funny. I don't think she's going to need to, and here's uh-huh. why. I think that there's going to be very tiny clips of them doing the show, and she, what she can do, I'm guessing, is replicate. I'm sure. Uh-huh. And what she's going to do is she's going to watch old game footage of those she shows, does her whatever episode they're specifically taking, yeah. and she's yeah. going to fully replicate the timing and expression and everything. Yeah, but I yeah, bet yeah. you, right. I doubt there's more than 15 minutes at most uh-huh. of, yeah. of her do quote-unquote doing comedy. And by the way, though, this is the, the, the crazy disassociation from reality is that, like, like she's not going to be, like, doing comedy. She's just going to be, like, doing the show that already happened. I, I just, it's like, it's totally. so obvious. Yeah, it's just so weird to me that anyone would be like, but she's funnier. And that way, and then but so she's going to carry this. And by, and I, I would think it will look ridiculous to see Deborah Messing trying to seriously act across from Javier Bardem. I will also say, I'm reading this uh, interview right now of Nicole Kidman talking about, she's like, I've always wanted to to do comedic roles. She said, they always say I'm not funny. I am funny. She's like, but I also am not okay. scared of, uh, she didn't say I am funny. The, uh, the um, person interviewing said like, but you're funny. She's like, I'm funny. But like said it in a silly way. And she also said uh, uh-huh. how she's not worried about failure. She's like, I'm willing to fall on my face. I'm willing to get back up again. I just want to be able to try it. Yeah. And why yeah. the fuck not? She's all cold, kid, but give her a shot. Yeah, you're right. She is very a very, very talented actor. And I, 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 I haven't seen like the 
Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Chaplin biopic since I was like a kid. But I, you know, obviously, right. The the most interesting comedians have all had very serious lives. You don't need to be as talented a comedian. Like there is nobody who can be Charlie Chaplin. So it doesn't, you don't really need to, like, if you're trying to go down that road of like, is there somebody who's as funny as Lucille Ball? That's just not really the road you need to go down to do a biopic. You like need to find like a devoted actor who can like really try to embody yeah. that person. Yeah, guess, guess, what, guess what the movie Chapman wasn't really. Funny. Yeah. Chapman <laughs> is funny. a hard movie. There's a couple of little bit. He does the little uh, rolls, dinner rolls with the fork dancing thing. But for the uh-huh, most like part. Like in Benny and June, yes. Yeah, it's a tragic tale right. of a, a child who grew up in a really rough time and, and, and you know, who was blacklisted from Hollywood. Like, it's just insane uh, to me, like all of this kind of stuff. And, and it's just like, and wait till it comes out. And, you know, I was thinking about this a lot lately because I'm researching uh, Back to the Future right now for Wizard and the Bruiser. And it would be the opposite situation of Eric Stoltz, who we all remember. They cast him as the lead. And he was supposed to be a comedic lead, but he's a serious method actor. It's literally the opposite of this problem, where then they ended up recasting him. And I have a feeling that if they put Deborah Messing in this about three weeks of shooting in, they would be like, she can't act across <laughs> She can't carry the emotional weight. I know, get Eric Stoltz, make him make Mask too. I want Eric Stoltz to make Mask the Cher movie, but in a mashup of also the Jim Carrey mask, I think that it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be <laughs> That amazing. is a really good idea. You're- Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Welcome. But also, it's time. Speaking of share. Uh-oh. Real quick, before we get into this, I just want to say happy birthday to Dolly Parton and to oh Betty Oh, my White God, yes! And Marcus, and Marcus Parks. Parks. Because he shares a birthday with Dolly Parton, even though it's the yes, saddest day Quan. of the year. It's the saddest day of the year. Oh, yeah. So give it to me. Give me the share. Do you Do believe it? It's another weird daddy's fake daddy issue is Justin Trudeau's real father, Fidel Castro. That's right. We're getting a little political this week. In wait, honor. wait, was that, would that exonerate him from all of his parties with his tanner that he would put on? With it, I mean, actually, <laughs> he should have come out with that information if he knows the truth. After the bronzer, he'd be like, wait, 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 guys. It's, I'm, I'm cool. cool. Fidel is my dad. <laughs> I'm allowed to. No, no one's allowed to. But so this came in from uh, uh, Morag, who said, after the excellent true dad story this week, which, of course, referring to the Woody Allen, Frank Sinatra, Mia Farrow, Ronan Farrow scenario, uh, I've got to send you something again. 
Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son. I love this story. <laughs> Hope you do too. Lot, so lo- funny. Lots of love. Morag. Uh, so here we go. Here's the evidence. Uh, and thank you again, Morag. And thank you. Also, hi, Morag. To everybody who has emailed the page seven email. It's page seven podcast at gmail.com. That's page the number seven podcast at gmail.com. Please keep those celebrity conspiracies and blind items coming. All pretty, I think all my blind items came from that email this week because the blind items were so atrocious. You guys are the best. <laughs> on the web this week. So here we go. Here's the evidence. And it's pretty saucy, by the way. I did not know a lot about the Trudeaus. Molly, do you know a lot about the Trudeaus? No, no, I do know that he does brown face a lot, but that's all I know. Yeah. He did the brown face, but it's okay now, as I will explain. It's completely <laughs> fine now. Um, first, Margaret Trudeau, Pierre Trudeau, and Fidel Castro were all notoriously sexually promiscuous. Margaret Trudeau was a partier who, unqu- and I want to learn more about her because she sounds rad. She unquestionably <laughs> had sex with men while married to Pierre. Nobody knows if Pierre objected. They met when he was 48 and she was 18. They got married when he was 53 and she was 23. Their marriage surprised Canada because Pierre had been a lifelong playboy with no wife or children. He would be turning 60 when she was barely out of her 20s. She publicly states today she suffered from bipolar disorder and self-control issues. She smuggled drugs in the prime minister's official government luggage. She sneaked away from official functions to get high. She partied uh, scantily clad at Studio 54. She became embroiled in a scandal for having sex with Ted Kennedy. In parentheses, gross. That's what I said. Anyway, it's fun judgment. According to Keith Richards of, Rolling, of the Rolling Stones, Pierre broke up with her while she was having an affair with Ronnie Woods. The list goes on. Apparently, Pierre Trudeau slept around too. And get this, a little bit of a crossover from last week. He slept with several woman, women claiming to have slept with him. Or I'm sorry, there are several women that claim to have slept with him, including Kim Cattrall. That's right. This is a fun one, right? It's a juicer. Also, the Trudeaus loved Castro, apparently. They made several trips to Cuba to visit him. And and go ahead and look at the side-by-side, by the way. Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro, because it's very similar to last week. It is uncanny, <laughs> the two. And then look at um, old man Pierre Trudeau and how unlike he looks. It's the same thing as the Woody Allen, Frank Sinatra thing. It's like kind of incredible. So um, then there's the timing. So, Justin Trudeau was born on Christmas Day, 1971. In order for his father to be Fidel Castro, his mother would have to be somewhere close to Cuba in March and April, 1971. She was. (laughs) In April, 1971, the Trudeaus took a long, quote, second honeymoon all around the Caribbean. According to Wikipedia, they visited one island they declined to disclose. So look at those side-by-side photos. Now, the the debunking evidence, many, quote-unquote, debunk the theory, claiming the Trudeaus didn't travel to Cuba until well after uh, Justin's date of conception. However, they totally disregard the second honeymoon in the Caribbean, where they they obviously snuck off to Cuba um, uh, or some island where they met Fidel Castro, and and she banged it out with them, and that's why, obviously, she had Fidel Castro's son, if you look at the side-by-sides. In February of 2018, the rumor was publicly denied by the Canadian government, and the government would never lie, <laughs> would they? <laughs> it's very interesting. So I don't know, Jack, if you're looking at it. I know Molly is, I can tell Molly's given it a gander, but it is, would you describe it as uncanny, the resemblance? I do not think it is as clear cut as it is with Frank Sinatra and Woody Allen. Um, I'm over here 
doing like a facial recognition analysis in my head. I mean, I feel like there are certain features of Pierre Trudeau that are recognizable in Justin Trudeau. Mm. I also do think that the side-by-sides of of Fidel Castro and Justin Trudeau are pretty convincing. So this is tough for me. I don't know, Jackie, what do you think? Same nose, for sure. I think that they... I guess... Yeah, I could see it. All right. Get done. <laughs> Call the papers uh, because we've Police got yeah. a conspiracy for them. Wow. So Jackie believes. Do I you believe, believe. I completely believe. You know what it is? It's the like the I don't think it's dimples. What happens at the end? You know, like when you're a kid and you make a smile and then you put the little like C's next to the end of their smile. He's got the C's right. there. You know what I mean? Like, show my Oh my God, Jackie, so do you. I imagine would have. I I got to put this in, in the I want to believe category. I'm not you completely sure, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend hours more looking at pictures of Pierre There's Trudeau quite now. a good amount on it. The second that you put in mm-hmm. Justin Trudeau, Pierre Trudeau, and Fidel Castro. Oh, there's quite yes. an amount that comes up. <laughs> a little bit of a Mulder and Scully situation we've got over here. Well, is, is that is that yeah. a will they, won't they have sex? Maybe. Will you guys have sex? Whoa. <laughs> um, but also, Molly, do you believe in life after love? Certainly, that's I do believe. Okay, yeah. well there you go. That's celebrity corner. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I guess that means it's time for the list. Oh, oh who's, who's on, on the list? list? Jackie, gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. list. Celebs that work harder than anyone knows. Now there was a couple ones on here that definitely piqued my loin interest, mm. including uh, how many people's hearts have been broken over this past week to find out that definitely Michael B. Jordan is in a relationship. I know he was like I was next on the list. He was like, "Girl, I'm coming for you," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll wait until you after you're done with this hot, very, very." Um, very attractive young woman. Um, but I don't think that it is any... I figured after watching both Black Panther and Creed that he must have to work out a lot to look like that. But how much did he have to look at, work out? He had to stick to a very strict diet and work out two to three times a day as well as box and train six days a week. I mean, I'd never... I remember in Creed as well, I'd never seen muscles like that like if, like when you're looking at it and also he's just such an insanely talented person yeah, so and good. then to look at I'm not I'm not usually into that kind of thing but I mean he could do any he could do anything and I would say yes sir yes please one more kiss that's what <laughs> so I'd say to him you would let him dominate you what would be the safe word I guess nipples but that would become <laughs> difficult a good safe word it's a powerful <laughs> safe word <laughs> Very bad. My safe, safe word, word would be "Don't stop." Ooh, no, that's a that's another <laughs> bad one. But I'm also, and we this. all kind of do this, especially if you. Uh, I don't want to say, especially if you live in LA, but I know that he used to be out at the Gold's Gym often. At seventy-one years old, Arnold Schwarzenegger is still going hard and hitting the gym every day. That is apparent. I mean, it's it's insane. I'm gonna go ahead and say this should not be on this list because, of course, he does. Because that's literally like the only. That's not the only thing about him. That is 
of the top two to three defining things about him is his big old muscles. The Conan sword, Molly. We didn't talk about it last week. We pulled out the Conan sword. Pulled out the Conan. Yes, the sword was fun. He was like, oh, Crystal Noct is bad. Nazis are bad. Also, (laughs) here's a big old Conan sword. sword. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. I love it. But well, to prepare for her role in Black Swan, Natalie Portman practiced for at least five Mm. hours a day. She sometimes started at 5 a.m. because she had other movies to film as well. She practiced so hard for the role that she ended up with a dislocated rib. I just watched Black Swan, I hate to say it, for the first time not too long ago. I loved it. Man. And she's dancing. She's doing the dancing. I think I saw it. Twice in the theater, I loved it so much. I'm a so big really fan. Good. I'm a big fan of Aronofsky, um, and I just loved what this movie was doing. I just I thought it was such a good mix of horror and um, suspense, and like all all around like what you give for art and and uh, all that kind of good stuff. And Nicole and Nicole Portman's amazing in it too. I just or Natalie Portman, it. yeah. Or Natalie Portman, Nicole Portman. Where did I get that from? <laughs> That's fine. We don't. Yeah. There's no Judge Joes. I know Judge Joes as well. When talking about, we were just talking about Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga prepares for her live performances by working out while doing vocal exercises wow. and singing her entire show. Wow. Because you got to get it. In. I mean, even I do the, you know, I do the yoga with Adrian. And even imagining teaching a, a, an exercise class while speaking through the entire class, that's, I can't even imagine. I know that it takes a lot of practice, so Lord knows what these pop stars got to go through to be d- dancing all around the stage and doing their flips in the singing. This is why I always uh, have admired Lizzo from the beginning, because as soon as I saw her dance and then play the flute as a former trumpet player, I was like, you got to have pipes to do that. And slam tequila, by the way, she, which she does, like, I think all of her shows. But also, yeah, I think Lady Gaga in particular, I feel like she would win, like, hardest working stage performer. Like, I, the energy that she puts into her... Now that now that we since we did that episode on Lady Gaga too, well back when I had COVID, which is fun. Um, <laughs> just watching her like one a single one of her entire stage shows, it's ridiculous. Like I that that kind of stamina just doesn't exist in my world. I don't know. I don't understand how she does it. No, yeah. I don't know how she does it, and it really it always blows me away. But uh, do you feel the same way about Abba Holden? I don't like Abba, so no, you I don't are feel the same a way. nightmare person. And <laughs> Abba's <laughs> studio, uh, ooh, we will ooh. <laughs> now, now we have to do an Abba pop. No, just don't yes! make me do a Mamma Mia. Don't make me do I Mamma wield Mia. My Conan sword. <laughs> Abba's studio sessions were so long. Their sound engineer says he'd almost pass out from hunger. They They never left a song unfinished and worked on every one as if it were a potential hit single. Two members, Bjorn and Benny, even took vacations just to write songs. They're very hardworking. Hold on. (laughs) Yesterday's news, but whatever. You are yesterday's snooze, more like. And as we know... Dolly Parton, baby, written over 3,000 songs, made 46 solo studio albums in the last 52 years, written two autobiographies, two children's books, and a cookbook, oh, co-owns and runs the Dollywood Company, which has a theme park, water park, several dental dinners, blah, 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 is currently launching a fashion line and her new Netflix series. She is, can't stop, won't stop, won't ever stop. She just turned, what she turned, 75? 
Yeah, and I'm glad you sent that article about her as well that I think it's solved now with the, so she had some scarring and she covered it up with very tasteful tattoos, but she wears the gloves as well. And uh, that makes sense. And we can put the weird speculation to rest to bed. I never really realized it. I finally looked it up because everyone always talks about that she's actually covered in tattoos. And she came out and was like, I mean, I've got some tattoos. They're tasteful and they're old. Like every time she gets a scar from something, she puts a tattoo over it, which I've also heard hurts a lot to have scarring tattooed on. So also just think of how badass she is because of that. I The idea of writing 3,000 songs is 100% unimaginable to me. I cannot even fathom having a brain that works that that creatively. Like no. that's incredible. She's and that's what she said. She wakes up at three a.m. every day, and because she's got to get all of her shit done. And I would love to do a pop history on Dolly Parton, but also she just did a podcast series on her life. Go listen to it. She talks about it herself. She's the fucking best. I'm obsessed with her. Not as obsessed as I am with Judy Shinelin. That's not true. I'm way more obsessed <laughs> with Dolly Parton. Yeah, but she one. does film a whopping 260 episodes of Judge Judy when she still had Judge Judy. And remember when we talked about how she sold Judge Judy? And she did. And she wasn't going to do anymore. It went into syndication. We all know that's where. And she's been in syndication for a long time. But now she's starting another show on HBO Max because she's a fucking baller. Yeah, I said she's a baller. I said it, and I, I like won't Judge take Judy it back. I like Judge Judy. I like <laughs> Judge Judy a lot more than list. fucking ABBA, that's for sure. Whatever, you're, you're dead to me. You're a worm boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time for the show that's one of a kind. That's right, it's when I go blind. Ah, wow, we, we can't, can't see them. That's right, blind items uh, today are a bit kooky and sometimes spooky. Um, I ended up just taking from the emails that we got in, uh, but there are some funny ones uh, going on. And a lot of also just, just some speculation about the true nature of uh, one fish fucker, Tom Cruise, and we've got <gasps> some great theories so this one comes in from Grace, who says, Love the show! It appears the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree for this celebrity's offspring. While at one time this occupation would have been deemed completely innocent, the child of this A-plus movie actor's love of the sea and reeling him in takes on different, a different seedier tone now that we know what the actor likes to do in his spare time. Fucking fish fucker. He has wow. sex with a fish. <laughs> so, so obviously I'm talking about Tom Cruise and and uh, do you know do you know oh. the offspring? Do you know of the fish offspring? fucker himself? Yeah. Explain the offspring one more time. It, the offspring. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it's it's Connor Cruise, his son. His oh. son. Oh, his own son. Okay. His son lives in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, and oh, it, that's my hometown. I uh, know, and it's also Scientology. It's international headquarters. And at one point, he was a fisherman for a living. Now it's just a hobby. Still, he does it all damn day, and all of his Instagram is just flooded with pictures of him holding fish. By the way, always kind of right in front of where his D is. You know what I mean? Oh, wait. So you're trying to tell me that they are a family of fish fuckers? 
He did try doing acting at one point to follow in his father's footsteps, and now he's following in his father's dick thrusts with his love of fresh dead fish. That's yeah, right. He is a- you know, when, when we've all tried to like, you know, if you try to follow in someone's footsteps and then you fail, then we all try to just fuck the same animals that they also like to fuck. That's kind of the I- next step. Guess, or maybe he's like a supplier. Maybe he's like one of Cruz's dealers. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah, maybe that's how it started. He was like, Dad, I love to fish. And Tom Cruise was like, Great, I love to fuck fish. We've got another email coming. I mean, hey, things sons do to get their father's love. I've I've heard crazier. Yeah, okay. talk about, you know, we're done talking politics, but come on now. I mean, <laughs> we're done talking about fish market. Uh, <laughs> another email came in from Helen who says, longtime listener, first time emailer. Thank you for your podcast, which has got me through many dark times and lonely hangovers over the years. And also, she says, I have a potentially sweet and inoffensive theory about Tom Cruise's fish buying habit. Tom Cruise's son, Connor Kidman Cruise, is apparently a real fishing fanatic. So my theory is that Tom Cruise takes a selfie with the fish wherever he is filming as if he has caught it as a little joke to send to Connor to say can, to stay connected even when they are far away from each other. To that, I would say, weird. <laughs> and also, come on. I mean, it's innocent. I like, I like the gesture, but... It's very sweet. Um, I think that it is giving Tom Cruise way too much credit. I think yes. that that guy's own child is not even in the top 25 things on his mind. And the way that he acts like a drug addict before he gets the dead yeah. fish and runs like, I gotta into get the bathroom that fish. with it. Kind of said it to my kid, you know. Yeah, he always runs into a bathroom with it. Like, why? if that was the case, he'd just take a selfie with it at the fish store. Right. You know what I mean? You don't have to take a picture of it. So whatever, Helen, you're dead to me. But I think it's a heroic no. effort to try to figure out any other solution than him fucking the fish. But I think that it is it it is not this is not this is not it. Speaking of Tom Cruise, did you also read the message from Bobcat about Tom Cruise at page seven podcast at gmail.com? Well now that we'll Bobcat have to make Molly in? guess because that was the next blind. Oh okay, so, all right, please, please. Yeah, please. Molly will okay, have I'm to ready. guess that, but but Jackie, you can help me give clues on this one. This will be kind I of fun. I love the listeners providing the theories and the I know, and right? The info. You're the this best. So- and also Anything you want to say, anything you want to write into us, page7podcast at gmail.com. Also, quick shout out to Cocaine Liza. Look up Cocaine <laughs> Liza's awesome fucking um, Etsy store that's got because you guys, and thank you so much for hitting me up about Goth Cowgirl designs and inspirations, but also look up Cocaine Liza. I love anybody with the name co- word cocaine in their name. That <laughs> always wins me also, I love the idea that page seven can help people through hangovers. That makes me like so happy, <laughs> like in a in a really fulfilled way. So that yes. is such a nice thing to say. Uh, also, shout outs to Betty, who also pointed me towards the Connor Cruz situation. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for that. Okay, this next one is a, a Molly Gesser. Okay, a very all right, specific it's just me. Molly Gesser. This one comes in from a listener that prefers to go by the name of Bobcat with the title, not fucking fish, but definitely fucking the insert name of band here, dude. Uh, I removed the name of the band. That's what you have to guess. Okay. Not sure how you guys want to spin this, but around 2004, I was working at a salon and one of my clients told me her BFF that worked at an NYC nightclub overheard a woman losing her shit in the VIP room. This hysterical woman said she walked in on her husband and Tom Cruise fucking. 
My client's BFF later realized the woman that claimed she was walking in on her husband was the wife of the lead singer of this hot band from the late 90s, early 2000s. Could it be true? Love you guys. And they definitely wanted me to call them Bobcat because they're actually afraid of Tom Cruise. So I mean, really, we should be. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay, wait. Okay, so we're talking about the lead singer of a late 90s, early 2000s band who was fucking Tom Cruise, but I'm going to need more information than that. Now, this is where you come in, Jackie. How do we give more clues on this band slash lead singer? You would probably, you'll know the lead singer's name of the band. Like, it said, like, the band dude, but you'd actually, he is a name that people would know. They had, like, the hit, he had the hit of the summer. It was a duet with another famous guitarist. Yes, and it is a song that kind of drives me crazy. Yes. Even though it is a... I hate it. It is a technically a very good song. Can we tell, but Holden, I don't know how... I don't usually do these things, so I'm worried I'm going to immediately give it away. Can we say who he did the duet with? No, that'll immediately give it away. Oh, okay. Genre. Give me, is, we're talking just like pop, rock, punk? Yes, pop, pop rock. Pop, rock. Goo, gooey, gooey pop rock. Yes, and it is music I definitely have sung on here multiple times before. Duet. I wouldn't say that the band that he is in is necessarily loved by everyone the way I love it. Uh, this is there are many choices. Uh, pop rock. Got Start naming band names. for the late nineties is not narrowing it down enough for me. Mm-hmm. Can you name any name? Can you name any band that you have in, in your mind? I'll tell you, like hot or cold. I keep thinking like at that time. Like I'm thinking, like Blink 182, Good Charlotte, like yeah, uh, Simple Plan, less punky, <laughs> less punky, less punky, more. less punky, more pop, yes, more pop. Rock. Uh, um, I'm gonna say five. similar to the band that we watched perform on New Year's Eve that we were screaming about, Pentatonics. Not Pentatonics is right after Pentatonics. Uh, There's a number in the band's name. Ooh, that was Maroon good. Five. Uh, no. Um, That's two. Third Eye Blind. Very similar. But very similar. Very similar. Vein. Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it what's his fuck? Uh, it's you're talking about. You're talking about uh, Rob Thomas. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, Tom Cruise was slamming away at Rob Thomas in his video. Wow. Would watch it. Would definitely watch it. I. I don't. I don't care. Who's on top? I don't care who's on first. I'll watch it. Wow. Yeah, I would watch. And I'm throwing it out there. And Cher has banged a lot of people who are currently working on the second partner of Cher. <laughs> Cher claims Jeez. that Tom Cruise was the best lay she's ever had. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Well, and I don't think she and she's she's had some experience. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she was, I did not realize, her bad girl phase in the 80s Dude, awesome. her, we are working on her bad girl phase right now. Ooh, she that girl. honestly is the most interesting thing that Rob Thomas has ever done. Yes. Yeah. Whoa, well, I don't know. <laughs> you, think uh, that, you think that his collaboration with Santana is more interesting? Baby, I need to come home. I'm going to be <laughs> listening to Matchbox 20 for the rest of the day. Me too. And just thinking about Tom I Cruise. will be bringing it yeah, that but I mood. Must be lonely oh, I'm going to bring it into Twilight with me today. I tell you what. Wow. Um, all right. Here, here's the final blind. Uh, I just love the story. This blind item comes in from Lana, who used to work in event security in Canada. She says, I used to work with this older guy who was a veteran. And he used to come find me on his break so we could get high together. And we, he would go off on these long rants about his experiences as a, as a personal bodyguard 
to major celebrities when they were touring the East Coast. This particular story seems of interest since you recently spoke about Taylor Swift being smuggled out of venues in a bag. I believe it was luggage. When this A-list singer visited a mall in Halifax back in 2010, the crowds out front were so insane that he had to be stuffed into a hockey bag, the most inconspicuous piece of large luggage you can carry in Canada, and walked out through a sport check uh, slung over my friend's shoulder. He was then loaded into the trunk of this, his car and unzipped on the way back to the airport. So it's another celebrity in a bag blind. <laughs> I kind of love celebrities in bags. I love the idea of them getting they stuffed into a bag. Please put me in a bag. Um, Canada is the is the key word here in terms of this celebrity. Justin Bieber. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Good work. Yep. Good job, Jackie. So, I mean, you say Canada, I think Shania Twain or Justin Bieber. I was going to say Shania Mike Myers because he's like the other one. Or Mike Myers. I mean, I, I get it. I definitely get it. I Also, you know what? He's spindly enough to shove him in a bag. But but no <laughs> one's, Mike doesn't, Mike Myers doesn't get the thirst that a Justin yes. Bieber gets that like a scary level of thirst. If, if Mike Myers would... put himself in a hockey bag, he'd be like, settle down, man. Nobody's yeah, like, like get it's over okay. Yourself. <laughs> but Justin Bieber at the height of his fame in Canada, I'm sure they had to do some crazy stuff with stuff in the <laughs> hockey bag. So anyways. Um, I also do want to give a quick sidebar shout out to um, a, a beautiful person that wrote in named Casey who asked me to give a shout out to their friends Skylar and PJ who just celebrated their anniversary and one of them is in bed with COVID right oh. now oh, and I no. just wanted to say please get better. I love you. I'm sending you positive energy through your earbuds right now. And thank you, Casey, for hitting me up about it. And if you want to hit us up, just send us an email at page7podcast at gmail.com. I'm loving it. I love getting all this, like getting inside scoops. I love you guys so much. And I also really appreciated when, uh, if you listen to the Twilight chapters over on the Page 7 Patreon, I make jokes often about how Stephanie Myers constantly only ever refers to Jacob's skin as russet skin, which is very upsetting. And then there are times with, with the <laughs> vampires where they refer to it's like and one one had olive skin, but it was like said in a weird way. And she's very Stephanie Myers, very problematic. But this amazing human being wrote in to me explaining further of how unfortunately racist. Stephanie Meyer is, and um, I just wanted to say thank you very much because I needed to know and that it wasn't just the jokes that I was making, that um, it actually was based in truth, unfortunately. (laughs) But I'm going to continue to make jokes about it because we are coming up on the end of New Moon. And yes, guys, I'm going to say it now, February 4th, I am forcing Holden and and an excited Natalie Jean to watch New Moon with me. And um, I'll give you more deets as they become available. And I just wanted to... That's it. That's what I wanted to say. I love you. Oh, yeah? My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. Patreon.com forward slash Page 7 Podcast. Page 7 Podcast. Uh, it's fantastic, and we love you and your support of it, and we'll keep doing it. We I actually almost did a full page seven length episode because we we were had so much to say about ninety day fiance married at first sight. Check us out patreon.com. Also, twitch.tv forward slash holdnatorsho. 
<laughs> Check it out. Friday nights, Japanese. Join us. We get drunk. We talk. We joke. We have fun. Uh, and it only gets better every single week. And uh, it's amazing. And Molly? Uh, my name's Molly Nuffle, and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Let's mm. get quiet. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.